Welcome to Talk Cosmos, the show where Sue Rose Minahan and her panel of guests bring you leading-edge astrology conversations through a journey of soul growth patterns connecting astrology's energetic cycles. Get ready to understand your path in the cosmic roots of the stars. Yes, and a happy, well, glorious 2022. Happy New Year to everybody. Whatever side I'm living, I really am working and asking and, and hoping that there's joy that infiltrates into our moments that go, yeah, I'm alive and this is a good thing. I'm going to work with it. So we are talking on January 2nd with the Moonbeam team, and it's going to be about the Capricorn new moon, which is today. What a great kick. It's like we're happening. We're getting all those intentions. So that'll be a whole conversation. And then in two weeks, on the 17th of January, is a Cancer full moon. How iconically classic can that be when the moon is in its own sign? It's really, in some way, the beautiful light we get in the winter at a time when there isn't a lot of light, but we do look at the moon and it is giving every story, every bit of depth that it wants to us into our souls. So we are ready now for the moon. Energies, including the planets and the entire cosmos for the month's systematic two-week intervals of the new moon and full moon, plus the annual four to five eclipses, this is your Moonbeam Team. I'm Sue Rose Minahan, host of Talk Cosmos, an evolutionary astrologer and consultant, plus a certified color energy coach. I explore creative expression as an artist, a musician, and write abundantly stories to poetry. I love investigating mythology's language, philosophizing eternity, and I'm a perpetual student of life, seeing oneness of body, spirit of people, animals, and nature. I'm Elizabeth Liz Machette, certified astrologer, sacred healing counselor, tarotist, and numerologist, providing individual consultations, teaching and tutoring internationally, co-author of Gateways to Change, Keys to Navigating the Seas of Life, currently facilitating workshops in Marysville and Camino Island, Washington. And I'm Sarah Stromley, a craniosacral therapist and founder of Brain Body Therapy in Kirkland, Washington. I'm an evolutionary astrologer that incorporates different forms of coronary, location mapping, and medical astrology into my practice. I enjoy uncovering flower and mineral frequencies that also support the mind-body coherence that aid in the healing journey. And as Albert Einstein said, energy is never destroyed. Energy only changes. And of course, we have Justin Crockett Elsie, too, our <laughs> great astrologer, archetypal, spiritualist, um, consultant, and everything else. Justin, is there anything you want to add about yourself until you get your. No, that's it. You got it. Thank you. Okay. Well, we're just so thrilled to have the four of us. It's a good team. And so here we are, 12 degrees and 20 minutes of Capricorn today on the East Coast at 133. So it's already happening. Um, and, you know, I could pull up the chart, but 
I know Jupiter is a major focus with this and in Jupiter just went into Pisces. So Jupiter is, I guess we have a little echo there going on. Is that me? I don't know. Anyway, and uh, so we're, our self, where we're coming from is already has a new lease on life. You know, we're philosophizing. Maybe uh, um, shift, uh, dissolving. Yes, dissolving some of those conditionings that we're learning, thinking about. Anyway, what impact or how are the rest of you feeling? Any sense on this? And we, if you want, we can bring up the chart. Liz, you had some ideas about the cards. Well, yes, I want to go on Jupiter um, in Pisces. It's like dream a big dream and don't worry about the how. And welcoming in the year 2022, um, we're at a new moon phase just beyond the new year. A couple of days it happened here a couple of hours ago, the, the new moon. And it's a six year of family um, gatherings, marriages, divorce, relationships, um, births. Um, and it's also the tarot card, the lovers and the devil, which um, J uh, Justin reminded me to not forget the devil. So with the lovers, we have relationships and the two paths, um, the high road, the low road, um, all paths lead to the same destination. And then um uh, the devil is uh, probably helps give us some stability to get there, even though the card looks kind of weird, but it represents Capricorn also. So it's like a lot of Capricorn energy happening right now. Well, that is good. And Justin and, we'll, and Sarah too, but Justin, perhaps you want to expand on, because I know you do a lot with tarot, because when we've had other talks about the devil card, Tara, um, all did one, I think, in 2019 in January. And but it isn't it's it's there's energies involved. Right. And all the destination, all same destination. If you have feedback about that, because it seems to me that mean, means unity with the lovers. Well, yeah, I, I have to agree with, you know, Liz there. It's a six year for the collective, but a lot of people are going to be talking about that two, two, two there, that palindrome of numbers which is, as Liz points out, is really about relationship. The twos are about, it's very Aquarian, Libra-like. And that's when we look at the Gemini, you know, the lover's card, the Gemini, and then, of course, the devil card also just mirrors that, but as a more uh, darker aspects in some ways, um, to relationships. So I think it really is, there's going to be a large focus on relationships this year. And as, as Sue pointed out, that six years is great for marriages. And it's a year of adjustment. We're adjusting to the last two years of this pandemic, and now we're going into an end where it's endemic, but we're adjusting. We're learning to live with it, and we're adjusting to those changes. It certainly seems. Yes, Sarah. I just want to add my knowledge of the devil card and tarot is uh, my interpretation of that is recognizing the things that control us. So um, this could with the energies of this new moon, it's a lot around recognizing the things that we're somewhat addicted to, um, whether that's um, sugar or retail therapy or, you know, certain <laughs> things. Um, it can be, you know, just different 
um, different things for different people, but just recognizing things that are setting us back and having that awareness allows us the, the power to realize how to progress forward. Thank you, everybody. And I personally really am looking at that two, two, two. I made a little note on Facebook, which I don't think I actually post a lot. But two is in different ways. You can say two to tango, uh, to be or not to be with two, just, you know, a different T-O. And then also, you know, it comes into uh, two and two is for like the foundational structure of what we have. And then if you bring it into six of the directions, north, south, east, west, or and then it could be up above or below, and it can also be inside, outside, that gets into eight. I mean, there's so many factors of relationships and dynamics. So it really is interesting to bring it right back to the, the, the lover cards, two of Gemini, with the Capricorn of form, because really... They mingle and marry so beautifully, if really when we think about it, because Castor and Pollux, the twins that rule, that are, you know, of Gemini, one was mortal, one was immortal. And when the Castor died, when they had that fight, they were always fighting, it seemed. <laughs> Other people for different reasons, but um, many relationships. So they had to get together, you know, Pollux was absolutely devastated and they were gifted that chance to be together in the underworld and in the heavens. So what is that? That's our body and our spirit. Yeah. And so it's, uh, it's not, we are a spirit with a body is my own philosophy, that divinity, however we see it, we connect and uh, yeah. Very fascinating. And that Gemini is associated with the lover's card for those that don't know. And um, since we're starting the new year, there lots of people make resolutions. It's a new moon. It's time to make your wishes and desires. And with the Capricorn energy, it's about building, growing, structure and responsibility. So whatever you want to grow and, you know, do you need people to assist you or guide you or, um, you know, to accomplish your goals. Cause sometimes we make a desire that we need assistance or help with. So it's like we can grow together or to build what we want to build. So make your wishes and desires known at this time and make a, a, a vision board or vision candle, light a candle, however you want to do that. You know, Liz, I think that's 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 really highlighted or supported in the chart with uh, the Mars, which is our mojo and drive right now in Sagittarius, which is very vision and goal oriented. Mm -hmm. So people I think that's definitely uh, what what we're, what people should be doing. I agree. And then that those relationships with that Venus in Capricorn right now is really a great time for building relationships. You're going to you're going to. You're, that Venus of desire is, is is wanting that structure, that stability. And I think it, it's a good time to build relationships, definitely. Oh, I like this. I'm going to bring out right now, bring um, uh, uh, the, um, whoops, where is it? And to make improvements to relationships with the Venus going retrograde, um, or even perhaps some relationships are outworn and it's time to gently release. Don't just 
explode it. It's like gently release it so that and learn and and grow and that you can grow and the group or the person or the business, et cetera, can mature and everybody benefit from it. Yeah. And I'm thinking with all this and picking up what Sarah had brought up about conditioning, which is everything about, you know, the, the structure and the stability of Capricorn through the uh, longevity that in the 10th sign that it, it needs. And I was looking at a, a post from tapping with Nick Ochtner, Ortner rather, has a tapping solution and it's EFT as it's called. And he was saying a lot, if you're going to give something, give something that you're letting go of. And I'm thinking what we're talking about too with uh, in Sagittarius, like Justin, when you say Mars and Sag, besides the fact, well, okay, ruling really this being ruled by Jupiter that's with our south node of releasing things there in this chart. In this, uh, it, it, so in other words, he was suggesting your need to be right, your need to fix those you love, your need to be perfect, and the old fear, guilt, shame, anger, blame, sadness, and pain. It's like, whoa, that's a big package. <laughs> right. But thank you. Yes, it's. So with this um, new moon, we have a little bit of a Capricorn party going on. We have the sun, moon, Venus, and Pluto. <laughs> a little party? In the same I think <laughs> <laughs> getting to know you yes and what are they doing in this party tell us yes well it's like you know rebuilding the structure um i would say let your visions be as big and giant as you want and and then like chunk it down it's like how are you going to get there um you know it's in the ninth house in the east coast chart so it's about a broad vision um it could be a worldwide vision, possibly. Ooh. It just depends. And so with the sun and moon there, the the luminaries, and then um, Venus and Pluto there, it's like, do it in a loving, kind way. And it's like, you might make a some notes of what you want to do, but that, that Pluto will help you make the adjustments and like find the details and dig deep. Or purge, it it'll forward. purge. It'll purge what it right. wants to purge. Yeah. I mean, if I say like sometimes some of these energies are uh, ruthless in a certain way, if we look at it that way. And I, I mean, um, because if people do feel like, oh my gosh, why is this leaving me? Well, it's because maybe that skin like the snake is over and done with and you've outgrown it. So yeah, but and it, I do like, like right down. Yeah write down your desires, speak it out, let people know, because you never know, there could be five people that want to the same thing. And maybe you can collaborate and do it together. I don't know. I mean, it's a possibility of doing it together or help each other achieve the same thing. Well, it's inspiring. We know too that, go ahead, someone, because I'm, I'm thinking it is really, a, a while these nodes are still after 18 months, in the mental, you might say, mental sign of Gemini, the very end, you know, just the last degree, just about in Gemini. And it will be for the full moon, too, actually at zero degrees. And then uh, the north node is just at the very end of uh, 
anyway, it's between Gemini and Sagittarius. Yeah, Sarah, you want? Yeah, to say? so it's but squaring that. Yeah, yeah, I wanted exactly. to hear. I wanted to hear um, Justin's vantage point of that Jupiter square, the nodes. Okay, he's, okay. he's been studying that more. Uh -huh. Yeah, well, thank you. And what I was going to say is there's this struggle between the uh, thoughts and the beliefs with because of Mercury. It's the last call that Mercury and Jupiter get to say. Okay, yes, Justin. Yeah, no, I, you know, looking at those nodes, like you're talking about that we've been in the last year and a half with people that um, in the collective have really been trying to uh, be free. You know, there's a lot of that Sagittarian themes going on about belief systems and who we associate with belief systems and how I need to communicate how I feel about it. Um, and I think that, you know, we know Jupiter expands or, and grows. And as it moves into Pisces, we're going to see an increase in our collective of, of people that are very creative, but also at the same time going to be creating their own, their own reality, which in one way is good. One other way you could, you know, you don't want to go however you feel about that, having some balance with that. But I think I see this square with the nodes at this particular point in time is, is actually going to maximize that tension between uh, the beliefs and communications and the collective. I think it's going to actually magnify the, the tension of the square. Um, that's that's why I feel that that may play out. Well, you know, I like that thought because it crystallizes and Capricorn is crystallization. And once it's crystallized, we can see it. Sometimes it takes a long time to, to realize what we see, but particularly when you're saying that we have this idea to create our own reality, it's like maybe we really don't see the other person's reality because in Pisces, it's a lot of imagination, which is a good thing, but it can be delusion too. Sarah, did you have some thoughts about that that you wanted to add? Since you, Well, I'm, the nodes are at the anoretic degree of you know the very last degree of each of these signs. So it's both the intensification and the weakening of those particular energies. And for Gemini, it's about information. And with Sagittarius, that's around belief systems. And here you have Jupiter just changing sign into a more powerful placement of Jupiter moving into this to Pisces. So it's um, we're right. It, it, I don't know. There's so much on this chart. That's about realizing things, <laughs> realizing mm. what, what communications and what beliefs where they have taken us to this point. And, mm. um, but it also gives, I mean, Mars being in Sagittarius, very well supported by that Jupiter. It gives us this uh, incredible ambition. It just adds fuel to that ambition of Capricorn to reach for far reaching goals. Far reaching, boy, that supports what Liz has been talking about. I know I do, I have some far reaching goals and I appreciate the support being reminded to go for it. 
at least in the in the envisioning part, because I know with manifestation, that's the first idea is you just let it rip. So I guess I have some ripping to do. <laughs> <laughs> and yesterday, Mercury um, ingressed or moved into Aquarius. So it moved also into a new sign too. And to me, Mercury in Aquarius is um, a little bit easier. Not that one's harder than an, another, but... Um, Capricorn is like wanting to have structure, but it moving it into Aquarius, it just feels like a little bit more freedom there and the inspiration, the, the juices will flow. It's like those, it's like pay attention those of what sparks, you know, Inspir intuitive sparks. Yes. Right. But it's like, even if you're a creative soul and you're, you don't think of yourself as intuitive, it's like, I just think those intuitive or creative juices are going to flow right now that will assist and help. There's a very special relationship that Mercury has with the sign of Uranus and Uranus rules Aquarius um, in the modern terminology. It, it just allows for this outside the box thinking, innovativeness, um, creativity, and, you know, a determination to break, break the mold. So, um, yeah. And that's the name of the game, isn't it? Yes. Mm -hmm. What about some Sabians? I know there's thoughts about Sabians here. Between well, before you mention that, I want to mention about Mars there, because I think we're going to see a shift at the near the end of January. You know, as Venus goes direct on the 29th and we have Mars into Capricorn, I see a, there, we're going to see a shift in, in sort of this this train in the collective is going to start, you know, the, the pedal is going to be getting, being pushed down. We're going to be, be moving faster, you know, and until that, and then when Jupiter hits Aries, boy, hold on. But I think we'll feel a shift without Mars going to Capricorn near the end of the month, you know. That's a very good point. In fact, I was looking at Venus because it, Venus, as we know, is in Capricorn for these, what, three months? And it's going it to retrograde and it's, it's really a significant um, value adjustment that we've been talking about. But it's also at that degree that the conjunction was, was it just, you know, it was in 2020 when I mean, time begins to get lost here. Like, what year are we in? We're in 2022, thank you. But so two years ago, yeah, it, there was that conjunction between Saturn and, and that whole stellium with the crew, like you said, the big party, right, that Liz, you're talking about now. And it was really big. And Ceres was in there, too, of the nurturer. And so it was 22 degrees. And that is exactly, I think, in this chart, which we don't have pulled up. So what, but in other words, it, it's a trigger. So what January, happened? What happened? January 12th. January 12th, 2020, was the seed point of a 38-year cycle. And it's something that I am finding more and more interesting to really remember because it's like everything. There's a moment, you're building a house. Okay, you've got the, you figure, you level the plot. Little I know of building a house. You put, you know, the foundation in, maybe you build a basement. You know, it's a steps, it's a process. So the point is, you, here we had a 38-year cycle between two mega important in Capricorn, in Saturn's own sign, at the time that the nodes of Pluto are 
are actually on, let's see, the nodes of Pluto were also right on the ecliptic. I mean, it's a major, um, at the moment, I'm kind of losing how to explain all this, but it's so, talk about crystallized, talk about a pivotal time, 22 degrees Capricorn. And it's also 22 and a half in a cardinal sign is a world point, as they call it. You know, it's a very significant along with the zero point. So all these emphases are like, all I'm trying to say is, and I'm trying to answer your question, Sarah, and I appreciate you asking because I hadn't given much reference to it, but it's a kickback, a reflection, a trigger point to two years ago when this cycle, when that whole 38 year cycle started. So I think maybe, I wonder if this is where we are reflecting, like kind of picking up what each person has said here, where we're, it's just a natural time two years later, like a two-year-old maybe going like, oh, well, two-year-old doesn't think that much. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> how did we get here? Thing. But that that was when COVID, like, first made its, you know. Well, it happened to me. Yeah, you could say problem. that. And, you know. Well, that's and, one and way of like, interpreting it. Yeah. I yeah. mean, I wasn't directly relating it to COVID. I was just saying it is a moment, but you bringing that up helps bring it into context. I'm saying well, that this value system of, of Venus at 22 degrees is like an immediate trigger going back to that 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 converse that intense birth between Saturn in Capricorn at that time and Pluto that's still in Capricorn that's still navigating. Well and I want to say again that this chart is a bowl shape. Um, because the last several have been bowl shapes for the new and full moons. And this is the last one for now. But so it's very much about focusing your energy and intentions on what you want to accomplish. So it's like a lot of focus to help and assist us. Um, so now do you want to go to the saving symbols or do we need to take a break? No, we have a, a moment here. You did. And Sarah, you look like not quite sure. Let's finish that up, that thought. Did you no, I just, um, I was just trying to tie it in because there's a lot of technical description there. And I was just wanting to tie it to something. Um, yeah. I just didn't know if you were tying well, something. Well, simply all I, yeah, for our audience, generally speaking, we're talking, I, I feel, on values. We're talking about values of, 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 of philosophy, right? We're at the end of the nodes, our head with Mercury's going, eh, which way to go. Um, we're trying to purge with, with the south node. Jupiter's right in between. It's gone into this area of, Pisces that really wants to imagine and we and we're still in the crystallized moment of 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 Capricorn and so what I'm saying is that all of this whatever's happening everything that we're talking about this whole party that's in con that's jabbering away is also looking back at a point two years ago and the fact that it was the beginning of COVID is synchrosynistic yeah it is however it works okay we will return. This is January 2nd, 2022 with Moonbeam Team Talk Cosmos. And thank you so much, everybody. We'll be back with Sarah and Liz and Justin and myself. Thank you.
we take a break from this week's edition of Talk Cosmos, let's take a look at this cycle's archetype. We are currently in the yin period of Capricorn, ruled by Saturn, the furthest visible planet by the eye. By leaving a cycle based on meaningfulness and truth, Capricorn's energy establishes social boundaries in a structure incorporating rules, authority, and ethics. As a cardinal earth sign depicted by a sea goat climbing from the sea up to the top of a mountain, Capricorn overcomes fears through goals and ambitions to achieve mastery. Have you ever wished that you had a manual for your life? Begin the 2022 New Year by learning vibrational astrology, which opens up the intricate tapestry of planetary vibrations that we experience in our charts and in our lives and provides evidence-based insights. Whether you know the basics of astrology or have years of professional consultations, vibrational astrology brings a greater understanding of life, how to grow and develop personally, and how we might be more effective interacting with the world. Begin this journey in 2022 and join a new set of classes starting January 8th or put your name on the list of classes in May of 2022. Taught by vibrational astrology expert Linda Berry, alongside the vibrational research group moderator and a co-author with vibrational astrology's founder, David Cochran, Linda Berry also created an add-on for David Cochran's exceptional Sirius and Kepler astrological software. To become involved, Connect with Linda Berry at her website, astrosleuth.org, or email Linda at linda at astrologicaldepth.com for an opportunity to learn the manual for your life. Talk Cosmos brings you leading-edge astrological conversations with hour-long programs each week on KKNW. The show goes live every Sunday from 1 to 2 p.m. Pacific. Talk Cosmos weekly programs are also available to watch live on Facebook and YouTube, along with daily chats throughout the week on the Talk Cosmos YouTube channel. While you're there, make sure you click like and subscribe buttons so you can get the full Talk Cosmos experience. Or if you'd rather listen to the show archives with audio only, the entire podcast collection since 2018 is available on most podcast carriers. So... Grab your coffee, tea, or kombucha and enjoy the show. Hi, this is June Rose Trimbach. I'm an astrologer and healer, and you're listening to Talk Cosmos on Alternative Talk 1150 AM, where we unveil astrology's ancient archetypes that continually build the collective experiences in our unconscious. Giving local voices a chance to shine. Alternative Talk 1150. Wishing everybody a happy new year. And, you know, I gave a little thought and I had to reflect because conversations, they get dynamic and people get on their different tangents and trying to pull things together. But one reason I brought up uh, Venus is because we just recently had, I remembered, a Venus Capricorn, Venus Pluto conjunction, which of course is changing our thoughts. But back, so at any rate, I'm really thrilled to have uh, tonight to kick off 20, 2022 about the moons. Because after the new moon today, in two weeks, we have the full moon. 
So whatever we're seeding for our innovations for in big context, like you were saying, just dream and get it, write it down, do your intentions. That's what every new moon is. But particularly in, in Capricorn, where we have so much that we can achieve. That's the whole nature of it. That uh, there's, any rate, there's a lot of um, breaking up with this innovation, sudden change. Uranus was brought up, how significant it is. Well, I'm going to leave it open to you guys to bring up some thoughts. I had many thoughts here and I'm not sure if I said exactly what, but go ahead. <laughs> Liz, Could, wanna... Let's finish up this maybe in symbols if we can, but go ahead, Justin. Hey. No, I was going to say maybe we could bring up the chart, but yeah, I, I agree with you. Let's do the same in symbols. Okay. For the new moon, um, I call it the karmic degree of 12 degrees Capricorn and, and that's where the degree is at. A student of nature lecturing, revealing little known aspects of life reflects a possible disconnect of modern thinking and nature things forgotten about life and reconnecting with to reduce the imbalance alternative viewpoints and then um i bump it up to the next degree so i have the sabian symbol at 13 capricorn a fire worshiper meditates on the ultimate realities of existence focus on finding your core truths turn inward to examine your situation and get to the heart of the matter and then for the quest degree of work, it's 14 Capricorn, an ancient bas relief carved in granite remains a witness to a long culture. So um, like there could be some spiritual messages coming forward, pay attention. And then I know Justin, Justin. has stuff to add usually. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm really glad you read all three of those because I, I really I, I was looking at it earlier and I agree with you. I, you know, I don't know if it's you all, but for me, it seems like as we've gone through these two years in quarantine and then we're coming out of this into this year, there's almost like this unlike unspoken energy that's or maybe it's the energy from the universe that's that's pushing us to, like you said, with that that saving symbol um it's all about elevating our perspective you know and elevating our emotions and and our perspectives it's like this change was was saying okay it's time for change and it's time to elevate your perspective your beliefs your you know your emotions and get out of the animal um those animal drives and and elevating it that and and i think when we look at the full moon We'll see uh, some, I think the moon comes up in the chart in the 12th house, which I think leads us to some sense of emotional inner rebirth about the whole thing because it's that moon in cancer in the 12th house of the subconscious. But um, that's just my take. I'd be curious what Sarah thinks about the her take on the, those saving symbols you just read. I didn't, I was just trusting your visions of that because I know that both of you spent a well, lot of time on that. Okay. So. Well, I have some thoughts then, and I'm instantly just saying that Justin, that uh, responds immediately to the fact that um, what earlier we were saying that Mercury, our thinking 
thinking mechanism has just shifted to Aquarius, which is all about Aquarius wants to elevate, wants to improve the conditions of everybody and ourselves and the, the common you know, community. So it's really right. And, and I love, and to me, that's the whole spectrum. When you talk about karmic, Sabian, karmic is the 12 degrees. You know, there's this whole philosophy of the Sabian that it has from the past, the present, and going on forward. And it seems that, wow, you go from the student to that doesn't know but talking to suddenly digging down to find out what's real from all that experience and then breaking through and doing the best everywhere. Isn't that what we're kind of talking about doing anyway? Like dream, dream, dream. It's pretty fascinating. <laughs> yeah. So it sounds good. Okay. So we're doing the full moon. You want, let's, should we do the, uh, I'll bring up the chart. Hopefully it'll come up right away. But if anybody has. Mm -hmm. In a general sense, full moons are about releasing and I, you know, releasing what's no longer of use to us gently and easily. It's like, you know, most of us have community pages that we, oh, well, I have all this stuff and I, I no longer want it. Um, does somebody in my community want it? And easy peasy. <laughs> Um, and this chart has a bucket shape with the moon being the handle. So, and bucket shapes are, um, they kind of hold things together. The moon is the focus point of wanting us to be part of community and society. And we want to participate in life. So I think we're going to have, like here in the Northwest, we've been snowed in. It's like this wanting to get out. It's like, we want to be participating with people and doing things as groups again. And then with the, the moon being in cancer, it's, you know, family, children, safety, security, nurturing, um, and what nurturing ourselves and others. So it's not just one nurturing. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead, Sarah. And or somebody, yeah, talk. <laughs> somebody. I'm sorry. Is, I'm trying know, to pull up moon, the moon. This full I'm moon sorry. is conjunct, uh, or it's opposed Pluto and conjunct the sun. So there's just um, a lot more impact with this particular full moon. It just feels more uh, intense. It's... Um, there's, you know, because we're looking at the Capitol building it, um, in Washington, D.C. for the collective of the United States, it just seems there's a lot of themes. I, this stellium seems to fall in the sixth house of health and um, services, you know, the business services, work, the how our how our servants are serving us, um, you know, the, the people that work the front lines, the frontline workers and their particular health um, and the considerations of, of getting the jobs done that need to get done. So some very strong conversations there. And yeah, there's just still this strong dialogue between Saturn square 
Uranus. And I just, I, I think of the, I've been visualizing them as, you know, the two Titans, you know, Uranus was the father of Saturn. And it's almost like, because um, Saturn is in Uranus's sign, it's like Saturn has had to go back to work for his dad's business. <laughs> so to speak and but there's this tension this difficulty because he's outgrown that role and he wants to innovate it and he wants to make it work better um but he he's met with a lot of resistance of what you know his father chronos is being comfortable with and and knows and believes what makes the business work and what makes the money and um so it's just this interesting dialogue that i see happening there i'm glad you bring up yeah i'm glad you bring up mythology sarah i love mythology and saturn for our publics um, is the same one is greek one is roman but what fascinates me in listening to that is to recognize and bring up the fact that Uranus, the god of the of the heavens of, of in the original uh mythology of course propagated all life with Gaia, the earth. And right now Uranus is in the sign of Taurus, which is earth. It's an earth sign and it's also the material. So in a sense, it's so fascinating that you brought up the idea that Saturn, the sun is S-U-N-S-O-N, is working for its father. It was like, wow, because the father's back to business. The father's back to saying, hey, I'm propagating here on earth, but meanwhile, maybe it's not working as well as it has been. There is this thought. And then again, you know, there's just a lot of sudden changes with it. So it does bring up interesting ideas about um, a perspective of maybe, gosh, it's because it's in Aquarius, because that is elevating. Wouldn't it be wonderful if really, truly all these innovations that we're coming across because we've got new technology happening. We've got new systems of connecting with each other. Even we're polarized and everything else, maybe we'll come up with some new ways of dealing with earth and heaven. I hope people can hear me. I hear a lot of echoing. I don't know why that is. It's a little echoing, but that's right. And um, this full moon is on January 17th. Because I don't know if we said that or not. But then the next day on the 18th, the nodes of the moon shift signs to Taurus and Scorpio. So there's the shift happening, you know, so close to the full moon. It, I think that that energy will be impacted with this full moon, too. It's like you'll really feel that energy with that. There's also a mystical rectangle in this chart. Um, and it's the moon, the north node, Ceres. Um, Pluto, Sun, um, and the South Node. So uh, mystical rectangles are um, like a, a magical gift. It's opportunity. It's like some magic can happen, but their effort is required. It's not just it's not just to you, or it just doesn't come to you. Um, so it's like you know we can tap into the magic. There's that opportunity there. Yeah. Yeah. We can't hear um, you, Sue. We can't hear you, Sue. Yeah. <laughs> Mars and the moon are out of bounds. So, and they're also in the chart quincunx each other. So they're like in an adjustment relationship. 
and when a planet when planets are out of bounds they don't act normally how they act so just keep um tabs on your emotions and your energy is it like getting chaotic or is it getting low or extreme it's like are you exercising five hours instead of two hours <laughs> yeah. those kind of things uh, thank you for telling you know, me that go ahead no i was just going to add on that if i could about the what my my take on i i you know yes. uh, both what they mentioned and i like the idea of the the um that what Liz was talking about there, the emotions, because, you know, we've got that uh, sun in the sixth house, as Sarah mentioned, the house of work and health. So there's going to be somewhat of a focus on it at the at the pinnacle of this cycle. And then, you know, that moon being uh, in this that also connected with the, with the subconscious, with the health uh, in that in the 12th house about one's emotions, as Liz was just talking about emotions. And um, so I think, yeah, there will definitely be somewhat of a focus on how our emotions are affecting our health as we go forward out of out of January into February. And one thing that really strikes to me that, you know, we're, we've been dancing around it, the um, this whole nodal moving into Taurus and Scorpio, which is uh, really a, the resources will be the, the theme for the next year or so. People focusing on the resources because Taurus rules the second house of values and Scorpio, the eighth house of the death, reincarnation, how we get paid in this life. And so there are the house for resources. And I think with this, um, this Uranus at the top of the chart, and, and it's sort of this, um, it's very strong, very strong with Uranus on the mid heaven there, sort of saying, okay, let's, let's have a new change of income. This is a great period to look at uh, new new sources of income. We're going to see people really pushing out and changing and, and managing their resources this coming year with the economy and, and, and resources being one of the major focuses. So I think it is, it sort of speaks to, okay, get ready, you know, look at, look at your resource usage in the new year and, and your, your structure of work and how is, how is your health being affected by your work and emotionally and, and check in with that. And I want to pick up, thank you, everybody. Looking at this full moon, the moon itself, 27 degrees of Cancer. And for the United States, on Eastern time, in the 12th house, with the nodes, as just a recap, are shifting the next day, means, in my estimation, for all that accomplishment to happen we're going to be looking at our personal stories in a different light our personal stories how we got to where we're at and how they're meaningful are no longer going to be just intellectual mercury which and i'm not i am a gemini so i'm not trying to trivialize mercury in any depths but it can be between this thought and that thought it's an air sign instead of necessarily between matter and spirit, which I see, as I have said, the twins really regulate that depth of Gemini, but it's still air sign. And with the philosophizer, the great sage Jupiter, instead it's gonna go to, as we know, these new nodes that are gonna be ruled by Venus and Mars, or it could be Pluto, Pluto for the modern, which I recognize, but. So we're looking at totally different dynamics, meaning because Jupiter is still the great philosopher, the great 
adventurer of the unknown in watery Pisces of all imagination, of all the unknown forces that we don't know, toggling between where we came from and where we're headed with the nodes. Even though they are now on the full moon, exactly at the last degree, the anoretic, as Sarah has said, and, and it's going to the next day into the 29 degrees, because they go in reverse, of Taurus, of where we're heading with resources, like everybody's pointed out, and um, Scorpio. But it's, it, I think this is what's so uh, going to be, like, we will feel it. I agree with you, Liz. We're going to, as we're all saying, we're going to feel it because there's a big difference between Mercury talking behind the scenes, the dispositors, as we call it in 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 uh, astrology, looking at Mercury and Jupiter suddenly shifting to Venus of our values and relationships and then Mars of our direction or better yet or more so with Pluto, the great purging of life, of rebirth. It's heavy. It's exciting. And the yearly lunar phase, we're in the full moon phase now, and the yearly phase started in um, the new moon of Cancer was July 9th of 2021 at 18 degrees Cancer. So um, if you reflect back approximately six months, you know, what was what were you doing then? If you journal, you can look at that and like do adjustments mm-hmm. need to happen with that. Uh, I'll go ahead with the Sabian symbols if that's all right. Well, let's yeah. pause for a minute. Let's pause. Okay. Let's pause. Six months ago, does anybody have any thoughts? That that that's always an interesting. When was six months ago? Where July ninth. Yeah, July ninth around twenty twenty one. I know Justin was on Top Cosmo for Fourth of July and did Canadians and that. But does anybody have any feedback about where we feel like we may have been between there and now? Because that's an interesting dynamic. Well, I know that um, I was doing a lot of work on my website, and so uh, I've got it a lot of it done of what I wanted to do, but I still have a few more things to do, but I've accomplished quite a bit. Yeah, I feel like I mean, I'm ready for a new platform in life, like I've got resituated. That's true. I could understand mm-hmm. that. And also with the world, I think it's interesting. We're like, we, we're all feeling like this is a new year 2022 and as we've said it's been two years since the covid as as i was talking about the past and sarah was remember you know it's the beginning of covid but now we know the story in a sense we kind of know that well we've got ways of coping with it and there is some polarity out there in the world still that but there's and there's avenues to go with would you say that that maybe the nodes being in gemini and Sag have helped us find our way through to, do you understand? Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I, I, feel that, I, I feel like, i got to be honest from a personal standpoint, I feel that, I, I feel the whole Gemini Sag thing has helped purge some of my beliefs. <laughs> you know, I mean, love some belief systems and, and, and there's sort of this alignment, you know, with the Aquarian energies of, realigning where we are in the collective and what we believe. And I think, you know, you know, that's, that's what I've seen with myself and, and some friends, you know, and that. Me too. Huge. When, when I go back for the whole cycle, not even six months, 
it's night and day. Yeah. Thank you. And, Sarah, and the lunar gestation to... cycle is three years in that new moon. I wanted to hear if Sarah. Oh. Oh, no, I, I, um, no. Okay. I'm jumping around in things I could add. So I, I'm kind of curious what Liz is saying. Oh, okay. We'll, we'll go okay. on then. Very and good. then we have another lunar cycle that's called the lunar gestation cycle that lasts three years. And we're in the full moon phase today. And that started on July 20th of 2020 at 28 degrees cancer. So the degree is really similar to where we're at with this full moon. Um, you know, it's like just a few minutes off. So, you know, we can also reflect back to July of 2020 of what was going on that um, I think for most of us, we were rethinking how we did a lot of things because we were pretty much on stay at home at that point. Well, now, okay, just to catch up a little bit. So that would be July 2020, the new moon in yes. cancer. Is that right? Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay. Wow. That's when we decided to move, move to Hawaii. That was huge. Anyway, it was a lot. Sarah, I keep thinking I'm going to hear you. I must just getting oh, up I, on your I, brain. Yeah, I'm just, I because we, we have very little time left. I just wanted to point out that Mars is square Neptune in this chart. So, and it's got a lot of juice with Jupiter there. So I interpreted that as, um, just with all the Capricorn energy, there's a lot of ambition. And with the Mars, there's a lot of a lot of juice and fuel to that with Mars of the desire to get things done, the desire to jump ahead. Um, but I think it could, you know, there could be some pretty big mistakes if if uh if we're not careful there, you know, just evaluate <laughs> before yeah. like throwing down the credit card <laughs> um, or, you know, just um, putting, you know, just where anger and, and frustrations or considerations or just jumping ahead without really reading reading into the finer details of things. This could be a little trickier. Thank you. I'm glad you brought this up too, because it reminds me because we're talking about, you know, that suddenly uh, Neptune and Pisces, we have a few moments that really in our process of reevaluating, maybe we need to go to other sources, like put on the music and dance a little and try to get it re-experienced, you know, in a new way or write a poetry or a poem or something or uh, see a movie that just really hits us in the heart. Well, gee, it's a great group. It's a great chance to re-begin with uh, all of life and 2022. Thank you, Moonbeam team. Thank you, everybody. Happy New Year. And yeah, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Onward. And so, Thank you. Uh, yeah, do check. Thank you to all our audience. We are so glad and subscribe and we'll be back again. This is Moonbeam Team with Justin Elsie, Liz, I was going to say Liz Taylor, Liz uh, <laughs> Mouchette and Sarah Strongly. <laughs> and
Thank you for joining us on Talk Cosmos, the show where Sue Rose Minahan and her panel of guests connect soul growth patterns with the energetic cycles of astrology. Be sure to tune in next Sunday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time to continue your journey through the roots of the cosmic pathway. Thank you.